Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 79, Beat the Heat. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. Hey, how's everybody doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Why do you have to? Why do you have to make fun of me every time I do the intro? Who, who makes fun of you? I I can see it in your eyes. I mean, I laugh a little bit, but at the same time, I just appreciate you doing it, so I don't have to. I I do laugh every time, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm excited to do the podcast, but typically I'm laughing at Matt laughing. Honestly, I feel like you're kind of like Bob Barker with The Price Is Right, <laughs> or The Wheel of Fortune, Vanna White Girl. It just makes me laugh. I don't know. It, it's this whole mentality that I have to get into. To, to, to go through that intro. Hello, friends. It's a special place. Anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about ways to beat the heat at Disney World. I think this is appropriate. We're getting into the summer months. It's going to be hot down in Orlando. I mean, it's always hot down in Orlando, right? But it's going to be especially hot going into the summer months. So we're going to be talking about ways to, to beat the heat in the summertime. Before we do that, Tom, do you got some news this week? I do. We can go ahead and get started with the news. Uh, We'll start over in Epcot. Epcot has started to begin the entrance transformation that we've discussed on the podcast. Uh, It looks like the tram route has been split into two, and the the complete overhaul of uh, Epcot is now underway. So guests who use the courtesy trams are now dropped off much, much further away from the park entrance than they previously were, and will now use either the east or west trams to get back to their vehicle. So this is a, a long um, line of things that's going to start happening at Epcot as they change the entrance. Taking the, oh, not a monorail ride. I guess we could take a boat ride over to Hollywood Studios. Quite a bit of stuff happening here. Uh, let's start with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway uh, is now delayed until 2020. We kind of teased this on a, a previous episode, but with all the construction and changes that are going on it looks like they have delayed this and they also announced they'll be doing this at disneyland as well uh this will be opening there and i know pete it's replacing that ride the great movie ride right correct Pete, have you ever heard of them have you ever heard of that ride before yeah i don't I've, think it was I've a heard fan of that favorite. well let's talk about this for a minute because this is troubling to me there's not a whole lot at hollywood studios to take away from galaxy's edge now right i mean initially we were talking about pretty much having two to three e-ticket attractions opening up at the same time. Now you're down to two in Galaxy's Edge. This worries me what, what this is gonna what this means for the crowds at Galaxy's Edge. It's well, 100% going to be packed. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this, Pete. Uh, on the heels of that, Pizza Rizzo will be reopening temporarily. So maybe that'll suck some of the crowds up. Uh, it'll be well, here's, here's my thought process. So I don't think it would be a good idea. Obviously, Disney wants to maximize the bang for their buck, right? So opening Mickey's Runaway Railway and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the same time is not what they want to do. Because you have some people that are hardcore Mickey fans that are going to come just for this ride. You have some people that are hardcore Star Wars fans that are come just for Galaxy's Edge. So you don't want that overlap, really. You know, I guess for me, ideally... You open Runaway Railway now. You give it a couple of months, and then you and then you follow it up with Galaxy's Edge. So this having delayed it to 2020, I think is a tactic to try to maximize bang for your buck. But it, it worries me what 
is there at Hollywood Studios to take away from the crowds at Galaxy's Edge now? I'm right there with you. No, I, Hollywood Studios is um, an empty cupboard, in my opinion. I mean, Toy Story Land does suck up a good bit of the crowd, but once Galaxy's Edge hits, it'll be a ghost town over by Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Well, moving, uh, staying in Hollywood Studios, they, as, as you know, if you're probably listening to Disney Podcast, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary, uh, May 1st. And so with that will come a few limited uh, limited time items, I guess, would be one way to call it. So they'll, they'll have you know limited time entertainment. They'll have merchandise for guests that'll make it a special day. I know there is a parade starring Mickey and Friends, which will celebrate the park's history. And I think that actually will start at 10 a.m. And then guests that enter the park will be able to get a special guide map that day. There will also be... A Wonderful World of Animation, which will debut that evening. It's a new nighttime projection show. Uh, it'll feature quite a bit of your Disney and Pixar films. And then after the park closes, I think there'll be a special anniversary edition of Disney After Hours that will not only feature walk-on access to the park's most iconic rides, but also some beloved Disney characters ready to greet guests in the Chinese theater courtyard. Uh, there will also be limited edition merchandise. As you can imagine, theme shirts, pins, magic bands, ornaments, and plenty more things will be available for purchase beginning at 8 a.m. in Grand Park. And then there will be special anniversary food and beverage items. I think it'd be a lot of fun to be at the park on something like that. And I'm sure it will be packed on May 1st for folks taking advantage of some of the 30th anniversary items. Moving uh, into our last piece of news for the evening, it looks like new details have been released about the Skyliner project. We still don't have an official opening date, but Disney has been quietly testing its new Skyliner transportation option. Uh, for a few months now. We've mentioned that on the podcast. But when it does open, the Skyliner will feature 300 cabins with 22 different character themes and eight vibrant colors. And each gondola will be designed to accommodate up to 10 guests, including those traveling with wheelchairs or assistive devices. With the system constantly in motion, most rides will take just a few minutes. And the cabins are specifically tailored to provide a relaxing ride in Florida's climate that does not include air conditioning. I do want to I was totally wrong there. I, I was waiting on you to uh, to say something about not including air conditioning. There. What did they What did they call their their vented windows? Something Something about uh, passive cooling technology. I think uh, so. Basically, they roll down the window and they call it passive <laughs> yeah. cooling technology. Yeah. So that that's all for our news. All right. Well, we'll, we'll move on to our main topic. Before we do that, let's uh, pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our main topic, how to beat the heat at Disney World. Florida's a hot place, y'all. 
It gets warm. It's hot. It's humid. Sticky. It's sticky. Sticky is the best way to say it. Yes, yeah, I, I like that. I like sticky. Sticky is a very good, uh, very good term for what it is. So, you know, as we get into the summer months, it's sticky. I like that. The crowds are going to be higher than they typically are because all the kids are going to be out of school. And you just got to beat the heat. We're going to walk through a couple of ways to do that. And I think let's let's get started with the basics here. And and I think basics being don't be an idiot. So I should wear long jeans then. That seems like the good idea. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's what I mean by don't be an idiot. Don't show up to a theme park in Central Florida wearing jeans and a long sleeve shirt and a sweatshirt. It may be a little chilly in the mornings, depending on when you go, especially if you go May, June, it could still be a little bit chilly in the mornings. And by chilly, I mean 60 degrees. You're not going to want that sweatshirt when it when it gets to be two or three o'clock. I can promise you that. So leave the sweatshirt at home. Really, even leave the jacket at home. If you have to have something, bring a light jacket, something that you can pack or that you can tie around your waist. But yeah, definitely leave the jeans at home. Not not a good call. I can't tell you how many times I go to the parks and I see people in jeans in July. It's it's very bothersome, but at the same time I would say if you're someone that, you know, gets cold in the morning time as the morning trickles into the heat of, you know, an Orlando summer day, we always say about bringing a book bag, just make sure you plan ahead and you actually have a book bag that you can fit your hoodie or your sweatshirt or your jacket in, but again, I kind of say with Pete you know, just leave it at home. You're gonna bring other stuff back. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut through the be nice here. Don't bring. D- d- there's no one that could be anywhere near chilly in in May, June, or July. Don't bring a jacket. Don't bring a sweatshirt. Dress as light as possible. Bring a cha- a pair a change of socks would be a, a basic for me in the dress category. Yeah, you you kind of turned me onto that on our last trip. I agree with that. Or, Having a, a nice pair of socks to throw sandals. on. Have yeah. Well, sandals are rough because, you know, you're walking a lot and that's that's hard on your feet in sandals. But yeah, having having a new pair of socks to put on about midday is fantastic. So again, don't be an idiot. Dress for the heat. You know it's going to be hot. It's Florida. Wear shorts, wear light shirts, wear, you know, moisture wicking technology, whatever whatever the companies are calling it nowadays. Another thing in the basics category is bring sunscreen and wear sunscreen because you're in a very hot sun. And if, if you're not accustomed to that climate you will burn and that'll make your trip even more miserable you know a few days down well past that i i I mean we go out on the boat every summer i always tell people drink as much water as you can and this is silly but once you realize you're thirsty you're already a quart low on the from being dehydrated so make sure you always have a bottle of water with you and you can refill that bottle of water anywhere that there's a a, you know water fountain but just drink water because it's going to be a long day and you are going to lose some lose some water in your body and this is particularly relevant if you're drinking alcohol. Mix in a couple of bottles of water there because you're going to need it. Matt, the last time we went to Epcot, I think we were texting with both of our mothers and, and they were both encouraging us to drink as much water as, as we could. Yeah, I think my mom said, you know, mix in a water for every drink you have. And I think we did, what, a water for every three drinks we had. And I you wish know, I'd had a water every 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 drink that we had. My guess would have been that you guys just drank the water when the ice melted in your drinks. <laughs> Well, it's hot enough that happens, but I don't I don't encourage that. But yeah, when the when the temperatures get up into the uh, into the mid nineties, you know, hundred degrees, you're definitely going to want to mix in a couple of uh, a couple of bottles of water. So, next bit of advice for surviving the heat at Disney World is is get wet. You know, in the winter time, when we went in January on the last trip that we took, 
we were trying to avoid getting wet as much as possible. So we did not do Cali River. I think Cali River was closed. So we didn't do Cali River. We were trying to stay out of the Splash Zone and Splash Mountain. You know, trying to stay as dry as possible. Because it did get a little chilly in the mornings and at night. I had shorts on the first day. And I know that I was cold. One of the things that I would recommend, too, like when you're getting wet. I mean, we always talk about the proper shoes to wear. But if you have, like, Chacos or you have Tiva sandals that, you know, you don't get a rash or you don't get, you know, achy wearing, that might be the best thing to wear. Because we talk about getting wet, you're going to want to also be able to dry off <laughs> and not be walking around in, like, you know, wet socks and wet shoes. So if you have a comfortable pair of sandals, I recommend that. Or, you know, I think what you guys also usually bring a second pair of socks that you can change into if your shoes and your socks get wet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Tom, tell us what it's like to get on Cali River Rapids wearing tennis shoes and, and socks. It's miserable, and I also didn't wear a poncho when I did this feat. But, I mean, I'm with it. I think our last trip, Pete, that we went on, it was actually really cold. And this is coming from guys who do not get cold. I mean, the first two days were brutal as far as what we expected in Florida and what we kind of packed for and all that kind of stuff. But in the summer, you know, just watch the wait times. I mean, you notice Splash Mountain has no wait in January, February, March. And then it once April hits, it starts to have a 50-minute, hour, hour wait. So... Utilize some of the things throughout Disney World. They have the attractions, obviously the water rides. Uh, even Pirates of the Caribbean, you get a little wet on now. They have the mist sprayers in the parks. And then they have they have things that squirt water at you. I see in our notes we have the Camel and Magic Kingdom. That has been removed, actually. Very recent development. Really? So the Camel... I thought they brought it back. I know they removed it, but I thought it's back Okay, now. I'm not sure if it's back yet, but I know it was removed. Within the last week, I saw a video of it not there. Yeah, I, I think it got removed, but I think it is back now. Um, and then isn't there something in Pandora? So when you there so there's a couple things in Pandora. When you walk into Pandora, there is a giant plant, for lack of a better word, that, that shoots water out. So that's that is a way to, to get wet. There's also plants that if you touch them, they release like a mist, like a cooling mist. But there's all sorts of things throughout the parks that do this. I mean, Club Cool at Epcot, while it's still there for now, does have some misters. That'll cool you down. And there there are these misting locations. There's case, uh, Magic Kingdom has Casey Jr. Soak and Splash or whatever it's called. I mean, I guess while we're while we're here, I know we're probably going to talk about it later, but I mean, there are things called water parks as well, but we'll get to that at some point. I think one of the big things that you need to do when you're talking about being inside the park is mixing in some indoor rides and indoor shows that, you know, shades is readily apparent. I mean, in Magic Kingdom alone, I mean, I can think of four or five rides off the top of my head. Where you can, between like the queue and the ride itself, you can stay in the shade for a good 45 minutes to an hour, which is really important and vital. So so let's let's go through the parks and let's talk about rides and shows that do have indoor queues and indoor rides. So Magic Kingdom, like you said, there's a lot at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, the first portion of Pirates of the Caribbean is outside. Once you get into like the cave system and you're going through the dungeons and all that sort of thing... It's it's cold down there, even in the summer heat. You know, st- let me if I can interject here. The best air condition in the Magic Kingdom is the is it called the Voyage? What is it called? Little Mermaid? Is it the Voyage of Little Mermaid? Voyage of Little Mermaid. You know, and I didn't even have this on the list, but you are a hundred percent right. It's cold, even in the summertime. It is cold there. It's it's wild. If I were to take my wife there, she would want to have her jacket from the earlier in the morning for that ride. It's that cold, but I love it. I think it's perfect. And same thing, you know, the the first portion of the of the line for that is outside. 
you know, the portion that nobody ever stands in because that ride is terrible and never has a line. But once you get into uh, into the actual queue and you're inside, you're, you're right. The air conditioning there is on point. And I would argue it even give uh, the Frozen sing-along a run for its money. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, you know, staying at Magic Kingdom, it has, it has a, obviously, a couple of the rides we've already named. Have we, have we hit Carousel of Progress, one of my favorites, as an attraction? No, I don't, we, we have not. And Carousel is a ride that, I mean, honestly, guys, I think I could do Carousel, Carousel of Progress, that is, multiple times in a day. I, I, I feel like, you know, doing the morning, afternoon, and night. And one, it never gets old, but at the same time, you are sitting down, you're in a cool environment, it's refreshing. And heck, you can just take a nap the second and third time and, you know, get a quick revive. So if there's any kind of wait for Carousel of Progress, you do not want to want to go sit there because the line is outside. But but you're right. Once you get on it, it's it's nice and cool in there. It's long enough that, yeah, if, if you really need a 20-minute nap, you can take a 20-minute nap. And if I'm riding it multiple times in a day, I'm probably napping the second time through. I'll say my wife is a napper on the Carousel of Progress. Pete? Uh, the last couple times we've gone, the people we've been with decided to nap, which is fine. I mean, it, it, it doesn't bother anyone in there if you nap, as long as you don't snore. You know, I, I didn't care at all that our buddies nap. You know, I, I wanted to ride the Carousel Progress because that's one of my favorite attractions. So um, now one that I will nap in and I try to nap in and I often usually change my socks in is the Hall of Presidents. This is a very boring attraction at Disney World. Look, it's not boring. It makes me proud to be an American, but you're right. It is a a show that you could potentially take a nap in. It is indoors. You know, when you're waiting for the show to start, you are indoors. If you get there early enough, there are some benches that you can sit down and and cool down on. But yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. All the presidents. You know, one of my favorite ones in Magic Kingdom to I guess take the heat away, both for the queue, unless it's just outrageously busy, which I've never seen it this busy, and the show itself, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah, yeah, 100% there. Yeah, I agree. And this is one you can do two times in a day. And, and I'll tell you why if we haven't hit it. It's it's different show. It's very interactive with the audience. The comedians, that they are live and they are telling jokes, reacting to what the audience does and says. And it's totally air-conditioned. The seats are not very comfortable. You know, as in Carousel Progress Hall of Presidents, pretty comfortable seats. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Very uncomfortable, but still air conditioned, still hilariously funny, no matter how many times you do it. And you're and you're not going to be outside in that queue at all because the the outdoor portion of the queue never fills up. Most if you wait for a show, it's going to be inside at Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll go one step past that with Mickey's Philhar Magic. Everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I love Mickey's Philhar Magic, but at the same time, the inside queue there is kind of like a, a waiting area. That kind of fills up gradually. So you're going to get a lot of air conditioning there. And then you're going to have a very comfortable seat, I think, at least in PhilharMagic. It's not uncomfortable. And you get a great show. I mean, it's the best ride in the Magic Kingdom that isn't a ride. So it's the best attraction. I I feel like you're using great very loosely there. And if I'm taking a nap at Magic Kingdom, this is where I'm taking a nap. Well, if you take a nap there, I don't know how. Because, you know, you got 4D or 3D, whatever it's called. And you're going to have, you know, all the senses and the sights and the smells. And you're going to wake up at some point during that attraction because that the scents are so good. And we know how you like scents, Pete. I do. I do love smells. But apart from that, you've, you've, got, uh, you've got a couple of other rides at Magic Kingdom. You've got the Haunted Mansion, which the queue for Haunted Mansion is not great in the heat because most of it is outside. 
uh, but the ride itself is air conditioned. Uh, you've got Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan. Uh, you've got what else? Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I mean, is tech, most of that queue is indoors, so you should be okay on that. Oh, I totally disagree with you. I totally disagree with you with Seven Dwarfs. Well, I, you're you're right because that line never gets below a hundred minutes in the summertime, and you are going to be outside for a good bit. And and I would say the same thing with Splash Mountain. I know we talked about Splash Mountain being a water ride, but if you don't have like a fast pass for Splash Mountain, the the queue is absolutely brutal. It is, and I, I mean, we don't we try to avoid having to wait in those queues, especially. But I mean, Big Thunder's another brutal queue as well. But that's not the point of the episode. We're trying to tell you how to beat the heat, not uh. I guess we're telling you how to avoid what to avoid too, but you want to move over to uh, Epcot and hit some attractions there. Yeah, let's 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 move over to Epcot. There's a lot at Epcot to help you beat the heat. I mean, there there really is. Obviously, let's let's go through World Showcase first because there's a lot of places at World Showcase you can just pop in and relax and enjoy the air conditioning. I mean, every single country has some place that you can pop in and 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 sit for a little while and enjoy the air conditioning. Does Morocco? You know, be at a shop, be at a restaurant. Mor- okay, you're right. Morocco may be the exception because it is kind of an outdoor market-themed area. But with the exception of Morocco, I, I think every place else has air-conditioned shops. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking out loud. But yeah, um, Morocco is the only one I can think. And the World Showcase is a good place to to try to beat the heat. They have, a, obviously, a lot of people go in there and snacks. They have a lot of areas where you can eat. Some tables do have umbrellas. A lot don't. I mean, be aware of that too. You know, we typically aren't fortunate enough to wait around long enough to get an umbrella table. But uh, I think the World Showcase is a good place to go if you're trying to beat the heat, especially if you want a cool drink, which we're going to hit later. Yeah. And then moving over to Future World, there's a ton there. Yeah. I mean, you have Mission Space is totally indoors. You have the Land Pavilion, which has a lot in it. I mean, you have a restaurant, you have Soren, you have the little food court. I call it a food court. Um, a lot of places to go there. Yeah, I think Epcot might be one of the best parks to get some shade in and get some re- revitalization. I, I do think Epcot does it better with shade than a lot of the other ones. And one of the other cool things about Epcot is there's also a lot of benches and a lot of areas where you can sit down, which is nice. Epcot just is, is a great park in general, Matt. I totally agree with you that the, the it is one of the better parks for shade. And I think there's a lot of places in Epcot to actually sit down and benches and areas in the World Showcase especially where you can kind of beat the heat, which is all what we're talking about tonight. And there's a lot of areas like there's gardens you can relax in and there's a lot of, I, I, I'm going to call it, you know, just like vegetation, but like trees and areas that have shade that are nice. Ve- vegetation. Guys, I'm not the best with words. But you, but you're right though. I mean, World Showcase. I mean, I think of the France Pavilion. You've got that whole back area that you can go relax and, and cool down in. I'm thinking. I mean, the United Kingdom. You know, Pete. We. I mean, our last couple trips. I know with my wife. Is it? It's the France Pavilion. We stop in to eat. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. The the back of the France Pavilion. I mean, that's we we hung out there for a while on on the last trip that we had as well. Let's be clear. We didn't have to beat the heat on our last trip. It was January. Yeah, it was not. It was not hot. I mean, it was warm. I'm not going to lie. It was so funny story. We were down in Orlando. I had shorts on Sunday when we came back. It was probably 85 degrees. Yes. In Orlando. So I had shorts on. I got on the plane. I landed at home and I live in North Carolina and it was 35 degrees when I landed. So I, I froze. You know, and my, my wife and I, well, I drove home and it was kind of the same thing. It was 85 when we left Florida, and it was in the 30s 
when, when I got back to South Carolina. But, you know, in the in Magic Kingdom and Epcot, I think the moral of what we're sharing, there's a lot of places to beat the heat. The other two parks, not so much. I mean, if you want to, if, if you want to start with, like, Hollywood Studios, I really think you're going to have to just kind of get on a ride and get in a queue that's indoors, like the like Tower of Terror, obviously. Even Rock and Roller Coaster, though, that's only half indoors. There's only five rides. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of rides there. I would say that the Great Movie Ride had the best queue for being indoors because you, when Great Movie Ride got long, the majority was in of the queue was in the room with the with the theater. Yeah. And you sat in there and watched movies and sat in the air conditioning, and you were fine. But, but yeah. now, I mean, you think about... Rock and Roller Coaster, three quarters of that queue is outside. Tower of Terror, three quarters of that queue is outside. Toy Story Land, everything is outside. I mean, Slinky Dog, miserable. Toy Story Mania is inside. I'll give. You, I will say that. Some of it is inside. If it's under fifty minutes, you'll be inside. Yeah, I think another another thing to remember there too is we talked about it earlier. And we we're kind of wondering where the Misters were in the Magic Kingdom still. That was way earlier in Epcot. But there are some misters in the line queues here, or queues, I know you hate me saying line queues. But in Rock rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, there are misters that kind of are nice to be around and cool you down. But yeah, I agree. There's not much. For the 30 seconds that you're in there. I would say in, in Hollywood Studios, you want to stay away from Toy Story Land because they're, they don't, the land itself is not well shaded. I don't know how Galaxy's Edge is going to be. But if it's anything like the last two expansions we've seen, it's probably going to be extremely hot and it's going to be very crowded. Another thing to note at Hollywood Studios, your stage shows, so your Indiana Jones, your Beauty and the Beast, those aren't indoors, so they're not air-conditioned. They do have giant fans. I can distinctly remember being miserable still under these fans. Well, I would say Beauty and the Beast isn't terrible because – and Indiana Jones isn't terrible either because you are undercover, and you're right, you do have fans, but the, the Frozen sing-along is indoors. And and I'll tell you, my I, I, Pete, I can't remember when my wife and I went. I know we had the podcast going because we. It was either in July or August. It was either yeah, it was June, July, or August, and I I told it this is the trip that I've shared on the podcast that I had to actually take a break. And my wife and I went on that little out the little side alley in Magic Kingdom where the piano lessons and singing lessons are going on. But at Hollywood Studios, I asked the cast member. I just looked at her and I said, "Ma'am, I am miserably hot. Where would you say we should go?" And she said, "You want to know where the best air condition is in Hollywood Studios?" I said, "More than anything." And she said, "Frozen sing along. If you, if you, you know, do you guys have kids? Obviously, we don't. And this does not interest us. But I didn't care. I got a huge cold bottle of water. Went in the because the queue is in the shade and fans are in the queue. It's outdoors. But man, that twenty minutes of frozen sing along is miserably uh, as miserable as the scream singing was going on around me. I very much enjoyed the dark room, the seat, and the." It was freezing because I mean it's it's frozen. Yeah, well, but if you had been drinking, I think you would have enjoyed the scream singing a lot more. Yeah, this is also yeah. There was there was no alcohol consumption on this day, and so uh, it was just. And my my wife was hot too. It was you know we were in the park all day and we were doing Fantasmic and you know we had a long day ahead of us. So this is it's always good to just take a break too. You know, especially if you're going open to close like we were. And you really don't have that opportunity anywhere else at Hollywood Studios, unfortunately. There's, there are very few places, unless you go to a table service lunch or something like that, there are very few places where you can just go inside and sit down. I mean, I guess you could go to ABC Commissary Well, And you know, and, we, and sit we ate a lunch at um, Hollywood and Vine. And while we did not do the character meet and greet, because it, again, it's not the traditional characters, 
we did we did eat an extended lunch because there's just it's like the next time I went we had an extended lunch at Mama Melrose's. So, but I think the next park takes the cake for the I don't know how you beat the heat here except maybe Cali River Rapids. And, and even so, then, you're not really beating the heat because it's kind of wide open until you get wet on Cali River well, Rapids. The, but well, the queue. I mean, the queue is all outside for Cali River Rapids. So. You know, you're miserable for, and that queue gets long. For as crappy as that ride is, that queue gets long. You know, my, my wife's grandparents are listeners to our podcast. They love that. My wife's family loves Cali River Rapids. So I try to be more polite towards it. But you're right. I mean, it's a, it's consistently a 40 minute wait. And I don't know why, because there's really nothing there. But obviously, we're talking about Animal Kingdom at this point. Animal Kingdom, I think the way I've heard it described is Animal Kingdom is in like a bowl. And some for some reason that bowl just collects a ton of heat and and makes it a absolutely miserable park to be in in the summertime. It, isn't it? Was it your wife Pete that noticed more temper tantrums happened in Animal Kingdom than any other park you all visited? Yeah, we we had a little theory about that, and and that's we determined that it was because there's no princesses at Animal Kingdom. Okay, okay. There there are princesses all three of the other parks, but there are no princesses in Animal Kingdom, and we and we thought that's why, but it could be because of the heat too. You know, I know growing up, my mom always felt like this park was the narrowest and the hottest, but actually it's the exact opposite. It, well, see, it is the hottest, but it's the widest and largest. But it, I, I think I've read somewhere where it's typically 10 degrees hotter than anywhere else in the Walt Disney World properties. and Which is absolutely crazy, <laughs> but at the same time, it makes sense. I mean, isn't Kilimanjaro itself, you know, bigger than Magic Kingdom or something like that? It is. So when you're talking about like the biggest park... Yeah, but there's also one ride that takes up, you know, over 50% of that space. So it's really condensed to, you know, a lot of people on top of each other. Now, I will say that there are some places to beat the heat. You know, we named Cali River Rapids. I, I think this, the Lion King and Nemo uh, plays or shows that are shown there, they are in air condition. The queue is outdoors, but once you get in, I mean, it's a big theater. It's a decently length show, and it's, it's really entertaining. And you saw the Tree of Life as well, and it's a Bug's Life, or Bug's Life, whatever that ride's called, which I really don't enjoy that much, but at the same time, that's somewhere you can get in the shade and get some AC if you're looking for it. You know, funnily enough on that ride, it doesn't seem like the waiting area is very cool. Once you get into the theater, you're you're fine. Yeah. But it just seems like it gets really, really hot in the waiting area for that ride. It does. You're, but, you're 100% on it there. But I, I guess the other dinosaur is mostly indoors unless the line is super long uh you're you're indoors for most of that queue and and the ride as well so that is some place that you can go to cool down but in the summertime it it gets long we talk about queues all the time what about um pandora is there anywhere in pandora to stay cool i mean you guys have both done it so i would say first things first go eat at satuli canteen because a lot of the quick service restaurants are not indoors at animal kingdom this one is uh that's a good place to to get some AC and sit down. Once you get to a certain point of Flight of Passage, it's indoors, but it's t- going to take a long time to get to said point. If, if you've got a four-hour wait for Flight of Passage, like three of it's going to be outdoors. E- even as a Fast Pass, I mean, if there's a four-hour wait, I would say the Fast Pass line is still 50 minutes-ish, uh, and it's it's going to take some time to get in there. I, You know, did you wait standby for Navi River Journey? No, we actually, that was the first thing that we did in the morning. And so there was no queue at all. But I remember most of it being outdoors. I, I remember the same thing. Just, just okay. Just want to double check because I, I did get a fast yeah. pass. And I, I think most of it's outdoors. Yeah. And, and Flight of Passage, if if you have a fast pass, you're going to be indoors for most of the uh, most of the wait. 
but yeah, if you're going to wait in that queue, I mean, you're going to be outdoors most of the time. But I agree. Satuli Canteen is a huge restaurant. It's never really, really full. And so that is a good area to relax. The other good area to kind of go and beat the heat, I mean, Dino Land USA, the restaurant, Restaurantosaurus there, is indoors. It is air conditioning. It's pretty big. So you're typically going to be able to find a table there. You know, I like Satuli Canteen, I can't tell if it's crowded, but it's just it's such a large space that it's, it seems not crowded. But I'm telling you, if you really want to enjoy a quick service, I can't. we can't emphasize it enough. Go to Satuli Canteen if you're in Pandora. You're going to be in Pandora at some point. So just, just go there for lunch and then make yourself, you know, available there. I, I know that we talk about Satuli Canteen a lot on this podcast, but yeah, you're right. I can't emphasize that enough. It is the best quick service restaurant on Disney property, I would say, without a doubt, hands down. I, I and, and it's actually probably one of the healthier quick service restaurants because you do see a lot of the, the typical food. But um, another thing that would be considered a park at Disney World, they have water parks. We're not huge fans of water parks in general, but I can remember as a kid, I spent we spent day like a full day of our trip at Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. You know, some some trips we were there long enough where we went to each for a day, at least half a day. Um, so in, inside the water park realm, you have the water parks, and you also have if you're staying on Disney property, your hotel pool as ways to cool off. I mean, I I don't know what more you can say. You know. It's been so long since I've been to a water park. The last water park that I went to at Disney World was River Country, and it closed in 2001. So I can, I, I can, I guess I can speak on it. I, I mean, I've been to Typhoon Lagoon within the last decade. I mean, it sounds like Pete hasn't been to a water park in, within a, over a decade, really. I mean, seriously, it's been it's been 18 years. And same thing for Blizzard Beach. Uh, I, I've spent many a days there in my Disney travels. We we went to Disney annually, and then on top of that. We had day, and, and if your parents listening to our podcast and you have kids, build a day in or an afternoon in, especially in the summer, where you go back to the hotel and everyone gets to do what they want to do, whether it's take a nap, whether it's play in the pool, explore the resort. Those are ways to avoid the heat too, because the parks are, for the most part, really, really hot. Yeah, I mean, every every single resort that that you could possibly stay at in the Orlando area is going to have a pool. Even if you're off property, I would say that every single one of them is going to have a pool. Because they understand the the people traveling there, right? It's a vacation destination, even if you don't go to Disney World. Correct. So all of them are going to have a pool, especially if you're on a Disney on a Disney uh, or on Disney property. They're definitely going to have a pool. They're going to be theme pools most of the time. There's going to be a bar by the pool. So yeah, that is a good way in the afternoon. And and we didn't talk about this a whole lot, but if you're going to Disney in the summer, the best thing that you can do is get to the parks at rope drop. And do as much as you can in the morning. When when I go to Disney in the summertime, I, I tend to do things a little bit differently in that I will go to the parks in the morning, come back to the resort or go to a bar or something like that in the afternoon, and then go back into the parks in the evening. And that way you're really avoiding that hardest part of the day. I think that I think that's a great point because you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I mean my wife and I our first trip together, we broke off middle of the day and I remember Pete and Matt giving me such a hard time. It was it was over 100 degrees, we were going all day, and we, we broke off and took, I don't know, maybe an hour nap at the hotel room, and we actually, that was the first time we'd really checked in since we'd gone from open to close, but there is something to be said for that. But if you are going to stay in the parks, we already hit on the hydrating, there are some refreshing beverages and treats, I guess, that Disney serves. Pete, one of our favorites, uh, and, and Matt too, the Red Stag Lemonade, is on the refreshing side, I would say. Yeah, and I think that, you know, a lot of these drinks, they don't have to be alcoholic, and obviously that's not the the main intention here, but 
You have Dole Whip, which is so refreshing. It's a fan favorite. There are so many ways to keep cool. And one of the things that I recommend is actually finding a nice sweet treat that cools your body temperature down for a little bit and gets you recharged and ready to go to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, not only do you have you have Dole Whip, you also have the Citrus Swirl, which is another... It's a, it's a close second in my book, Citrus Swirl to the uh, to the Dole Whip, but Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bars. I know that I know that that's a that's a popular thing at Disney World. They're not super expensive, but it is a refreshing ice cream treat. Yeah, and and another thing while we're talking about drinks available, you can go into any quick service location at Disney World and request a cup of ice water for free. They will never refuse you that. And going back to our hydrate piece, you know, you don't always have to buy a bottle of water. You can get a cup of ice water literally at every quick service restaurant in Disney World for free. Now, a few other good treats. I'm a milkshake fan. Be careful. They melt very quickly. The milkshakes from 50s Primetime are good. I mean, the milkshakes on the boardwalk, you can get them a lot of different places. The milkshakes in general. Are- I don't think, for, for my dollar, nothing beats the bottomless milkshakes at Whispering Canyon Cafe. And see, that's something I haven't experienced. But if we're in the parks, you know, 50s Primetime is probably the best milkshake, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything better than than the milkshakes at 50s Prime Time, especially the peanut butter and jelly. You know, I love the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Staying with kind of the cold, frozen type drink, Lefou's Brew. Yeah, at at Gaston's Tavern in Fantasyland. It's frozen apple juice, right? I haven't had it. So it's it's a it's like a frozen apple juice slush with like a marshmallow cream. It. I mean, it's supposed to be the butterbeer of Disney World, pretty much. So similar to like Universal has Harry Potter and butterbeer. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it is non-alcoholic. And it, it's supposed to be similar to butterbeer at Harry Potter. It, it's very refreshing. It's way too expensive for what you get, but it is very refreshing. You know, another thing that I noticed, I was just reading about Disney treats. The Grand Marnay, Mar- that's how you say it, right? Marnay? Grand Marnay. See, Pete can pronounce it better than I can. They have a slush. I have not had this slush because that doesn't appeal to me, but I've heard people go crazy for it. So they they have a Grand Meunier slush and a Grey Goose slush. Both of them are at the France Pavilion at Epcot. They're both delicious. The Grand Meunier is kind of an orange flavor because Grand Meunier is an orange liqueur. And Grey Goose is a citron, so it's a lemon flavor. Both of them are fantastic. Stain, I know, Pete, you it's your visit to Pandora because it was kind of warmer and you had a lot of time to kill. Did you try any of the frozen drinks there? I have n- I've never tried them, but I know they're available. I did, and there's kind of an embarrassing picture of me with... This drink is pink and green, and it, it was good. It was really good. It is an alcoholic drink. Is it like a sweet drink, or is it more savory, or...? Yes, it is a very sweet drink. So it is a very... It's a very sweet alcoholic drink, and it was good. It has boba balls in it at the bottom, uh, but but it is a very it is a very good drink. So if you're looking for something to cool down at Animal Kingdom and you and you do happen to be in Pandora, yeah, get one of these. I I don't remember what exactly they're called, but they they're available at the little drink cart right outside of Satoli Canteen. You know the reason I know that you had this because I did see said picture that you're a bit embarrassed about. I'm sure I could pull up said picture. There's the picture. So yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> That's a great pic. I would say it's it's like a violet color, like pinkish purplish. It's pink and green and orange and yeah, there's there's little boba balls floating in it. It was good. It was good. I was embarrassed to drink it though. And one of the last drinks we we talk about the World Showcase quite a bit. We talk about Mexico specifically, the Blood Orange Margarita. If you are a listener of probably the last four episodes, you've heard us mention it. There are frozen margaritas available as well. 
I cannot, I've never had one, so I can't say if they're good or bad, but most people who like a regular margarita like a frozen margarita, so. So I had one of these, Matt, the last time we went to Epcot, I started off our uh, excursion around the world with one of these frozen margaritas, and in my opinion, you should skip the frozen margarita, go into La Cava, which is very cold because it's pretty much supposed to be a cave, right? And it's inside the Mexico Pavilion and get a blood orange margarita. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that's that's the move there. And I didn't do it, but I wish I had. You know, and, and lastly, this is just kind of being in the parks. If you're ever, there's medical staff at Disney World. This is kind of more serious. If you're not used to the climate and you don't, you're lightheaded, you feel sick, you, you don't feel well. On our last trip, we had a guy who, who was very sick, a very bad stomach issue. Went to the medical staff. They they totally totally free of charge. Gave him medicine. Helped kind of diagnose what he was dealing with, why he was dealing with it, and actually made his day where he could stay in the park because it was a point where he wasn't even able to really get around the park without needing to find a bathroom. So if you're feeling lightheaded or sick or you need anything at all, Disney's medical staff is fantastic. Just ask a cast member if you can't find it. Where's your medical tent? They'll take you there. Uh, it's air conditioned as well, just for the folks who maybe will go with you, and they will get you hydrated and get you ready to roll back in the park because your safety is number one ultimate concern. Stay hydrated, as Matt mentioned earlier. It's it's imperative. I understand you don't want to spend $4 a bottle of water or $3 a bottle of water every hour. Utilize the free ice and free ice waters you can get at quick service locations. Yeah, or, or bring your own bottle and fill it up. I mean, you're, you, you definitely can do that as well. There's, there's plenty of drinking fountains around Disney World, so you can definitely do that as well. Absolutely. All right, so... Anything else? We all ready to stay hydrated at Disney World this summer? Absolutely. And I think I'm ready to do the secret in trivia too. All right. Well, just this is going to be really, really important for you guys to know when we get to Galaxy's Edge and you're waiting six hours to get on uh, Smuggler's Run. So just remember this. Remember that we did the service of trying to help people stay cool in Disney World. Beat the heat. Beat the heat. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the trivia question and secret for the week. Uh, secret of the week. Did you know as you exit your Doom Buggy, uh, on the Haunted Mansion, obviously Magic Kingdom, the wall ahead of you is not actually real brick. It appears to be real brick, but it's padded to ensure you're not injured if you trip or fall exiting your Doom Buggy. Uh, so that's kind of a, a little... I, I didn't know this. I've never come in contact with, with the wall. I'm going to I'm gonna try to fall into the wall next time I go to Disney World because I didn't know this either. He's going to prove... He's going to see if he can prove it. Watch, watch it not actually be padded and Pete come back with severe injury. Moving to the trivia question uh, from last week and this week. Trivia question last week, or two weeks ago rather, because Easter was last week. Uh, trivia question from two weeks ago was, what does the plaque on the wall behind the concierge desk at the Tower of Terror say? It says, AAA 13 Diamond Award. Uh, this is kind of funny because it, it's a play on the hotel status that Tower of Terror probably has. Obviously, number 13 is incorporated with it. Uh, this is something that I have not personally seen. It, it, I had to find this one online. And I will be looking for it next time at Tower of Terror. Moving to the trivia question of this week. Again, you can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendowdww at gmail.com with your answer. The trivia question of this week, what attraction can you quote unquote wake up the birds if you were one of the first in line and you asked the cast member for permission? I don't want to... I don't want to give any hints because I can see Pete's confused. You can, again, tweet us at podcast or email us at mendowww at gmail.com with your guesses. 
Uh, the question again is, what attraction can you wake up the birds if you ask nicely to the cast member and you're one of the first people in line? Pete, I, I don't, I, I know this one, and I'm, I'm just shocked you don't know it. Like I'm, I, I don't think you're putting your thinking cap on right now. I, I, I think I have a guess, but I'll, I'll refrain until we stop. So, all right. Well, anything else for this week? That's all. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have in your time. We'll see you next week.